Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Kia ora, good evening, and or good day, whatever time of day you're listening to it. Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Show. I am your host, David Faulkner. I have returned from my three-week holiday from family and friends in the United Kingdom, uh, back from Blighty, back from the colonists, and um, you know, back down to the Antipodes, and then in New Zealand. And it's good to be back in Palmerston North. I'm being joined again from the new head of property management for Bailey's, Will Alexander, who's looking very corporate in his shirt and his flash office up there in Auckland. Fortunately, I can't see Harrison Vaughan, who's uh, trying to watch the football between New Zealand and the Philippines. And Will Alexander, I'll just try and remind you, it is football, it's not soccer, okay? Sorry, the ball that was a, with the foot. That was, that was a subtle dig. I, 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 know. I, knew, I knew that would get your heckles up. It does get the heckles up. It pisses me <laughs> off when people call it soccer. You know, frigging well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, look, it's like all things. We invent these things and then we we just, you know, other people just take over it and, and run it and do it better than us. And then they now they've renamed it. Anyway, we're we're getting off point here. How's how, how's it going, Will? Is it week two into the job? How, how are you finding things? Yeah, well, I'm feeling very corporate. You know, I'm the only one around here without a tie on. And um, I've just been... Um, yeah, put in my place to be honest, but um, great. Yeah, massive business, sprawling, lots going on, and awesome team. I, I'm very, uh, I'm kind of going, what's the catch? I mean, everyone's so friendly and really welcoming, and you, you know, you do, do you think a big business and all that sort of stuff would be the opposite? But um, no, it's great. Lots of good things going on. So, so what you've got to do though is buy a tie. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> I had bought a lot of ties, but after working at Renty for two years and getting constantly um, um, bantered by Russell for not wearing trendy stuff like him, um, I put them in storage. So I had a great tie collection. Yeah, Russell doesn't wear trendy stuff. I've seen him. He's, he's, he's a Yorkshireman and he's not very trendy at all. Addison, uh, how are you doing anyway? What's, what's it like down there in Wellington in the capital? There's a big football game going on at the moment. You're obviously not there. You're here. Yeah, no, I'm I'm here watching it out the corner of my eye, almost at half time. Yep, yep, and and Philippines are winning at the moment. I understand. Yes, they are. They are, which is surprising. Not looking good for my bets, but um, look, no, it's been it's been a really good week. It's it's cold and wet down here in Wellington as it always is. Um, it's been busy though last couple of days with um, you know, people down here for football. Um, we've been busy actually. We're expanding um the technology team. At Tommy, so I've been busy conducting job interviews okay. the last you... week or so, and it's it's been it's been interesting meeting meeting a wide range of people, um, but we've narrowed it down to just two, and we're going to hopefully make our decision in the next uh, next day or so. So, so, so that, that will be good. What, what are they? So what are they going to do? Are you employing people in in in, in what sense here? What are they, what are so they we at, yeah, at Tommy's we have a bit of a technology uh, and digital department, and they look after our social media, um, our online presence in terms of the public, what they see. Uh, Google, uh, the back ends of all of our websites. They, I oversee the digital team and the technology team, and they look after the um, all the internal software we use, all the APIs, um, all of our 
technology really computing there are first port of call when the printer's jammed they do absolutely they do it all <laughs> yeah 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 i got your newsletters today that came through into my inbox uh, so oh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go sh- delete straight away I, I, I did. Ooh, I, I I'd did like it. to see that. Oh, God. Can you see oh, it for me? No, no, no. I had a read of it. I had a quick read of it and then I deleted it. So uh, <sighs> I don't keep it on. But I did have a read of it. Did have but a you haven't unsubscribed yet. Oh, I'm not going to unsubscribe. I find them, I find your articles quite good. They're not as good. Good to keep an eye on the competition, eh? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, they're not as good as when I used to write them for you, but uh, they're all right. They're, they'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> they'll pass. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, 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 David. Quickly, yeah. UK, you came back. You're not tempted yeah. to, to go back to the UK. New Zealand been, is a better place. I've been asked this quite a lot, actually, since I've been. And I think there may have been one or two people were concerned that uh, property brokers, or they may have been actually hopeful. I don't know. Relieved, I was told. Yeah, and that I'd probably sell up and go back to Blighty. Um, look, you know, this country has its issues at the moment. You can see that. It, it, it's. I don't think it's been particularly well run. Uh, I'm with you, Will. I don't like how it's all of a sudden race has become quite a pulverizing issue. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, but you go to the UK and you see things there and there's, there's there's issues there. I mean, there's issues everywhere in the world. And I've just finished reading this book before we get into our topic tonight. Fascinating book. And it's called, it's basically about the end of globalization. And it's a really cheerful title. It's called The End of the World is Just Beginning. <laughs> and it's really cheap, you know. And I keep, you know, and, and my poor little lad Lewis sees me reading this book and he starts to have nightmares. He thinks the world's going to end. And, uh, but what it's about really is about the breakup of globalization and all these supply chains breaking. And I tell you what, I mean, it's quite concerning, but food is going to be a major issue around the world. Um, this book basically says China's screwed uh, because it's got an aging population. And, you know, the yeah. one-child policies absolutely, you know, hammered them. Um, and, and actually, in terms of the world, New Zealand, so long as we don't screw it up and we look after our farmers, we're actually pretty well positioned because climate change, it, it's real, it's happening. You can see that from being in Europe, uh, not so much the northwest of England because it pissed down a lot when I was there, but you look at the news, what's happening in in central and southern Europe, where you've got heat waves of like 45, 46 degrees. I mean, that's just mm. unbearable. And um, yeah, but but New Zealand's going to be able, it's we're isolated. No one's going to really invade us. Uh, and, and we're a big farm. So we're going to be able to provide enough food that we can export to, to markets, which is, and food's going to be the major issue uh, to come. So New Zealand is not a bad place to be. And, and it is. I mean, I got back and it's a lovely country. I mean, I love the place. And and people's, you know, it's home. Um, you know, uh, we're not going to move back. We're not going to move back. Um, yeah. New Zealand yeah. needs them. Yeah, it needs them, um, doesn't it? Isn't it interesting, though, just, you know, uh, the whole comment around ageing population, that everyone would think that the world is going to become overpopulated, but it's actually not the case. There is big concerns around the fact that population is going to decrease massively. Yeah. It's counterintuitive, really, isn't it? And and there's not enough taxpayers to be paying, to be, you know, paying tax to fund people's retirements. 
And you know, it, it's this is really it, it's a it's massive, massive issue. It's all going to unravel in the next two decades. This is what this guy says. But when you get to 2040, now how old will I be? I'll be 70 at 2040. So you know, um, Addison will still, still be, be writing property management articles. Oh God, yeah. And, and, and but the next two decades, this guy's predicted are going to be really, really bad. And we're going to see. You know, mass starvation in in some part in some of these poorer parts of the world. This is what he's predicting. And you look at what's happening in Russia and the Ukraine. Now, one of the one thing I will say, when I was going around on holiday in London, almost every second building has got a UK Ukraine flag on it. So it's very much you know big in the news still. It's forefront of mind. Um, Europe basically rallied against Russia. And I mean, one of the things that you, you just in New Zealand. I mean, I think I you know. We look at the world with such insular view. I think I said it last week. We don't we don't look at the world so much as on a global perspective. And uh, so I've just started subscribing again to the Daily Telegraph in the UK because I think the journalism is great. It's great. It has good property articles, so it gives me a sense of what's going on in the UK. And one of the things that is big in the UK, Will, and this is a topic that you wanted to, to, to raise and to talk about today, is build to rent in the UK. There's apparently there's there's about quarter of a million build to rent properties which are in place or in the progress of of being developed. We haven't really seen it take off here. I actually um, was an MC for a build to rent conference in I think it was 2019, year before the pandemic, and I don't think they had another one. I don't know if that was because of the of the uh, pandemic or because the MC was so shit. Um, but anyway, well, the letter Dave. Yeah, I probably was. Well, I mean, you're all over this up in Auckland. Um, you're, you've, you've spoken about this. I've heard you speaking about this quite a bit when you're at Renzi and now you're at Bailey's, big corporate, big in, in Auckland. What are you seeing, mate? What, what What's happening in the build to rent space? Yeah, I raised this and I wanted to do so, not so much under a controversial umbrella, but just my observations that it seems to be quite a different product to what I was personally expecting and, and to what you see uh, overseas and to what you were just referencing. What what I've seen at Renty, uh, some people, most people probably won't be aware of this, Renty has actually built a build-to-rent software specifically for a couple of developments in Auckland. It's great. It's a really good uh, bespoke solution for build-to-rent where it gives tenants access to portals and all the potential booking of facilities and uh, the property manager can control the keys through these really cool key apps, uh, um, electronic key systems. So it's, it's all being done. And we built it for this couple of developments uh, run by, it's called ARC. And it was done by a guy called Kent Gardner, who's from Evans Randall. And the reason I mentioned that is Evans Randall has huge experience They've done very, very good developments over in the UK. This guy knows what he's doing. He's very, very good. So he's built these couple of developments in New Zealand and and specifically in Auckland. And I can't really figure out the difference between what they've done and a typical apartment block. And this, the whole reason this came to the surface this week is Bailey's has just taken over a huge development, which is super exciting. It's a built-to-rent development. And again, we're taking it on in a beautiful apartment building, high rents, all that sort of stuff will be an amazing place to live. But again, I'm going, well, hold on a minute. This is not 
my understanding of what build to rent is. I can't differentiate between what this what these products are and normal. And the and the key things, there's two components in my opinion to it. One is the living environment. And now what I was of the belief or of, of the understanding is build to rent is done in a way where it's this amazing living environment. It's, you know, beautifully designed outdoor areas, shared spaces, you know, great facilities, gym pools, some have concierges. You're paying, what you said before, Harry, is it, you're right. It's kind of like living in a hotel and you're paying higher rents. Like in the UK, they're saying that they achieve almost 10% higher rents for equivalent products. So that's kind of what, I was thinking built to rent is for renting in the experience and you get the longevity, right? You can rent long-term, 10 years, whatever. That's built to rent. The second part is the investment component of it, which is where similar to syndicates that usually look to invest in the commercial market, BTR can be purchased by investors who own shares in the development, meaning that you don't owe the individual units. And shareholders are paid dividends based on the number of shares owned, with the units rented out to the public, all that sort of stuff. You know, you maximise occupancy and your share value goes up. But again, what I've seen in Auckland aren't anything like that because these BTR developments that we're working with are owned by one person. Yeah. And yeah. so these so, two two things... So are they really of, built? Yeah. Well, well, why not? Why can't they be? Why can't somebody have a 100% holding of a bill to rent? I mean, if, if someone's decided... Well, I guess, yeah, they've built I'm the building. Now, I'm, I'm on the... the purpose um, of renting it, yeah. Uh, to Papa Kura Kayanga Ministry Housing Urban Development website. And I'm just looking at... There's a whole section here on build to rent. And one of the benefits, uh, one of the major benefits as well, is that, I mean, you build to rent because of new builds anyway, but it's excluded from that interest uh, deductibility, uh, the fact mm. that the new builds have that yes. anyway. What yeah. it's saying here... Um, for the land to be registered build to rent, a property must meet the requirements, including in the definition of the build to rent land as outlined in the Income Tax Act 2007. Requirements include 20 or more dwellings in a single development on a single block or adjacent blocks held in one or more titles owned by the same person. A person includes a legal entity like a company, right? So that's where one person can own built mm. to rent. You can have multiple people in your shareholding of a company. But that's right. when you read that, why can't one person? Um, there's nothing wrong with it. And, and this is, you know, hey, good on those guys. If I could own 57 apartments, I would. But So there's nothing wrong with that concept. But like I came back to, from my understanding, there's two really attractive propositions to the whole build to rent scheme. One was for the uh, the living environment for the tenants, but the other was the the new way to invest in property and get on the property ladder. And, and yeah. for so many New Zealanders who can't get on that ladder, I really like this concept yeah. as a stepping stone and getting shares in this and then building up your, mm. network, your, 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 your capital that way. It could be, Will, that just because this is one of the first sort of build to rents we're seeing here in New Zealand, that they're just trialling, you know, different methods, sort of dipping their toe in without, you know, selling it down to thousands of shareholders, which I can imagine if things go wrong, returning it back to a traditional building where you just sell the apartments off would become much harder. Um, 
so yeah maybe they're just trialing it or testing it i hope that you know we get more developers coming in and we start seeing some competition around the offerings especially for what the tenant has and what the potential investor on the other side has in terms of the share packages well i mean what i like about the the concepts of this is is those the long-term tenancies where the tenant have the they they've got the ability to give notice when they want to go but they've basically got it for 10 years and it gives you that security of tenure for the tenant and it means that you know that they can build the life around it the kids can go to primary school for that and then the, the, the tenants haven't got that worry in the back of their mind is this landlord gonna you know sell the property from underneath me and make me homeless I mean, I've bought this, when I was in the UK, I bought this book called Tenants. It's a left-leaning book. It's a very left-leaning book. But it gives uh, uh, an insight into the housing crisis in Britain from the tenants' perspective. And I tell you what, you're reading this and you're thinking, this is New Zealand, you know, with, with some of the issues that they have. Now, if we get more and more and more of these, this is going to put the acid on the, the mum and dad investors as well, I suppose, because they're going to be competing against a product which is giving tenants far better uh, security mm. and assurance and it's probably run by being a corporate so that you wouldn't think there'd be many issues in the in terms of delays on maintenance being done it's got to be run professionally um but will can i ask you do you what what returns are being uh or would you know what returns you can expect to get from say a build to rent if i'm going to put 100k in what am i going to get am i going to get five percent am i going to get ten percent any ideas Oh, I haven't seen a working model where I could talk to that with confidence. I'm, I'm fascinated. I mean, I, I, I kind of like the idea of owning the shares in, in, in the development. And I guess it's it's if you think of a commercial investment, right, you can buy a, a commercial property for $100,000 and then you can go and secure an amazing tenancy on a 5 plus 5 plus 5 lease, so 15 year, and all of a sudden that property is worth a million dollars. Yeah, and and it's got nothing to do with the physical property. It's just that guaranteed income and that the structure of the lease and everything that comes with it. So, I would I would I'm really interested to see how if this is eventually structured the way that uh, I I thought it was going to be, what that does look like. I mean, you know, can you once it's got a hundred percent occupancy and you can see that for the next ten years it's it's got rental income. How does that affect the value of the shares? I mean, if it's like anything like commercial, it should should be quite a successful investment. Yeah, and mm. how long? I mean, how long? There's got to be a minimum period that you're holding shares for. Uh, and does it explain so when dividends are actually paid out? Is it is it annually? Is it six monthly? Is it quarterly? Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's a new concept, but I think it's 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 got to eventually we're going to see some traction on it. Uh, in New Zealand. Part of me is also thinking at the moment with interest rates being quite high. I mean, I'm not just better if I've got 100k, do we just stick it in the bank on a on a term deposit? Would I get a better return on that knowing that it's greater security? I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, but it's it certainly, it's got traction in, in the UK. I know it's got traction as well also in, in uh, Australia. Australia? Um, you know, over in, in Sydney where they've got the Olympic Park. There's a bit yes. of bit of uh, build to rent development there and it's what you see the pet friendly tenants can paint they can you know make minor changes to it there's gymnasiums there it is it's almost like a 
a go between, how do you said it? A go between between a, a hotel and somewhere where you live. Um, yeah. You know, can can I, 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 go on. Have the amendments that were introduced into the RTA a couple of years ago, has that not solved a lot of these problems? Everything that you just said, David, about what was attractive for build to rent has kind of been addressed. You've got the security of tenure, removal yeah. of 90-day no clause. You've got minor renovations. Yeah. Uh, you know, er everything that you just mentioned kind of is already covered now. Well, i tell you what, I'll go one step further there, Will. I mean, I, you, I got interviewed by Stuff um, yesterday. Um, journalist Miriam Bell, she sometimes contacts me for comment on particular things, and she asked me my opinion on... Uh, the election and what happens if each party wins. I got talking about, look, one of the things about the worst thing I've seen is interest deductibility. I've mentioned it many times on this show. Um, but one of the things I wrote about a while ago was, because uh, uh, the whole thing was based on, um, remember Grant Robinson saying it, the, chan the, 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 the chancellor saying, oh, well, this is the, the, the property speculators. Well, actually, if you rent out a property on a 10-year lease, you're not a speculator you're in for it for the long haul. So why can't you give um, mum and dad landlords the ability to write a 10-year tenancy agreement, which gives the tenants the flexibility to leave? And then mm. you can um, offset your interest mm. against income. And, and that would then entice more mum and dad investors to have it like a mini build-to-rent concept, because that's what you're talking about here. It, you're talking about guaranteeing long-term rental accommodation so you don't get situations where you know for yeah a landlord gets put into a difficult position and they end up having to sell a property which eventually means that you know a tenant's got to go and find another house yeah again so, has, has that not been addressed by the bright line of the 10-year bright line test well yeah again well you you you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I ask you, though, is is do you think this has got, because, Will, you've had experience working in the provinces. Uh, Ari, maybe not so much, but could you see this working in places like, I don't know, um, Taupo or, or Tokoroa or Timaru uh, or any other place that begins with a T in provincial New Zealand? <laughs> Timaranui. Taumaranui. Timaranui. Yeah. I mean, I mean... You know, can, can, does it have legs there in, in places like this? Or, or is it just really, are we only going to see it in the big cities or in Queenstown? Could it work more like a like a townhouse sort of style built to rent in those places? Because I can't imagine a 10-storey um, apartment building in town, really. <laughs> no, no, I I can't. But i tell you what, Harry, if someone built it, you'd be able to, I mean, oh, okay, there, there may be concerns about the type of clientele that you get and what the what you'd be able to rent it would be out. a lower that would just be a more standard quality rental property yeah, yeah. I, I don't see any yeah. reason why this couldn't work anywhere in new zealand because in the provinces there's such a demand now um for rental property it it makes sense if it, i think the issue is is being able to you know get developers working with central and local government, making sure land's being released and we can get these things built. Then the other issue is finding the bloody builders, isn't it, to do it? Yeah. So so there's a whole heap of issues there. Will, do you think this is going to become big business uh, in New Zealand? And is it going to be, um, is there going to be a, like a, a, a new model? Or, I mean, obviously Bailey's are getting into it. What do you think is the, the long-term future of it? 
Well, I mean, just touching on your previous question about does this work in provincial New Zealand? Potentially, I mean, a different clientele, maybe the other end of life, uh, people in retirement that are not wanting to necessarily go into a retirement village or want that security of tenure, different sort of target market, but I think it could work. And, and like you said, Harry, not necessarily a 10-storey building, but mm-hmm. I mean, everything that the BTR has to offer with the facilities and the amazing outdoor experience areas and with a slightly different product, tackling a slightly different demographic or age, age group, I reckon it could work for sure. But I, I mean, I like the idea of this becoming a new way of getting on the property ladder. I yeah. think that's I think that's exciting, and I think that you know it's still the quintessential New Zealand dream is to own a property, and it just creates a different vessel for people to get there. So, I, I who knows? I mean, you've got people like Kent Gardner in the market. He's doing he's he's very very experienced. He knows what he's doing. So, mm-hmm. potentially, I don't see why not. I think at the moment you kind of mentioned it before, Harry. Maybe the market conditions aren't quite right yet. Maybe they're getting away with this type of product um, at the moment because of a lack of competition or, or I don't know, market condition, conditions. But if that does change, I think, I think uh, personally, if I was going to rent a property and I had the option of a beautiful build to rent that's really well run, great facilities, cool living environment versus an apartment building, I would pay an extra ten percent for that. Yeah, it's a premium product, right? You will do. You will do. And there's a there's a really cool part about build to rent that we haven't really talked about, and that's like like we talked about with the hotel chains, right? You become a Hilton hotel member. It lets you allows you to stay at any Hilton around the world or around any country. Well, if you've got a developer that builds a build to rent brand with this whole new thing we've got with the digital, uh, remote digital workers, people working all over the world remotely, it would eventually enable people to sort of move around a lot easier. Because say you're with David Faulkner's brand of build to rent in London, now I'm going to move to his one that he's got in Italy, then I'm going to spend three months in the one they've got in Los Angeles, then I'm going to spend two months in Auckland. But because it's all the same company and same brand, um, you know, it's a whole new lifestyle that that you could open, and that that's where I see build to rent going. You know, down the track in decades. So you that's see, cool. You see, I think it's cool. David Faulkner builds a rent in Auckland, Italy, you know, Auckland, London, all over the world. I'm just, I can see the money. I'm, I can feel the dream and buzzing about it now. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, I mean, just 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 on that, I read this article the other day. I think it was CNN. Kind of what you're touching upon here, Harry. People are now buying long-term apartments on ships. Oh wow! And and so you've got this this you see you and they're working from home, right? This is the sort mm. of the 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 as the dust settles from COVID and people are figuring out a new way of living. They're living on the ship long-term. This is their house. They're cruising around the world. They're working from home. And you can come and go as you want by helicopter or whatever, or wait until you get to port. Um, how cool is that? I kind of like that concept. What an epic lifestyle. <laughs> I tell you, and I tell you what, you know what's so good about it? You don't have to deal with the bloody residential tenancies act, and you don't have yes. to. Have- you don't have to yes. have the tenancy compliance investigation Just park team up at international coming waters. into your business every five minutes and giving you a lecture because you got some word on a bloody tenancy agreement wrong. 
it's the way to go. Maybe we should get into boat management and start renting out boats and sailing them around. I'd say some of the conference that I am seeing, and they've had a couple of people. We've actually, I think we've got um, a lady called Tammy Carlton um, going to speak at the PMC around Build to Rent. And, and at the conference, which I was the MC at, it showed some of these Build to Rent buildings are fantastic where you have these shared facilities where you can. I mean, you just you, you rent, you take it, but you're working from there. You can go into some shared space downstairs, the communal office. Um, they've got communal cooking facilities where they'll do pizza nights or Italian nights. Um, and it, it's the whole thing is about community. And, and I mean, I think it'd be a bloody great place to go and live. Yeah. You know, you, you really see the appeal about it. So, I mean, I, you know, I think it's going to get, obviously Auckland's going to be a big market for it. I suspect Wellington would be as well, but I really, I don't see any reason why this can't be rolled out um you know nationwide it's just really the developers whether they've got the appetite to go into places like a palmerston north or a napier uh or whatever it may be uh and, and again also who's going to who's going to build them but yeah i think it is a yeah. concept in terms of renting and I, I actually think the rta should move in that direction and give landlords the ability to offer those 10-year leases um and they can offset the interest I think that that's definitely a way to go. It's um, a happy, it's a it's a great point. It's a happy medium, right? You, you're you're solving a problem for New Zealand by creating long long term rental properties. You should be incentivized in some sort of way yeah. or rewarded, just as you're buying new business properties at the moment. Or you know there there are obviously ways around the interest deductibility, but I think that's a great idea. I really do. Well, maybe maybe we should get into politics and uh, so long Maybe. as we're not driving so long as we're not driving around Evans Bay drunk we should be okay <laughs> that's a bad day eh? that's, that's a bad a, day oh god apparently she just sat in the car for ages oh, she's regretting she's everything she's she? she yeah, over the limit yeah over the oh. limit you feel you feel, I do I mean jokes aside you know you you, you feel for it a little bit don't you I mean I, I you couldn't help but feel for it a little bit this is Kerry Allen um, I mean, can Labour come back? Can Labour, well, can Labour come back from this? I, I surely they I don't know. That's close to the election. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I saw an interview on AM this morning, and this woman, political commentator, and she summed it up. Said, "You've basically got now a government with, which is just you, no ministers. That there's no experience running the country." It will probably uh, start going better. Yeah, well, you may be right, Will, but, you know, they're not electable, are they? Surely not. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll have to do a podcast on the election closer to the time. We will. Uh, anyway, yeah. Policy you know, breakdown. I'm excited about Winston Peters making a comeback. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, you better not hold us hostage again. Yeah, you wouldn't rule it out, would you? You wouldn't rule it out. Anyway, anyway it's been a great uh, topic. We've got the PMC... Uh, early bird tickets will end on Friday. I just bought ten. I just bought ten. Yes. Good on you, Will. Yeah, yeah. I saw you should as well. Excellent. And um, so make sure that you get your tickets on the PMC website, uh, pmc.co.nz. It's on the 23rd and the 24th of November at the uh, down in Wellington at the new convention centre. The name of it, uh, Takina. That's what I just had a bit of a mind. Uh, 
memory break there, just getting older and probably a bit of jet lag as well. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, build to rent down there as well as amongst other things as well. We've got a heaps of stuff that we've got uh, looking forward to that. We've got Michael Furlong, who's come, come over from Australia speaking. We've just announced him as one of our speakers. He focuses on rent roll maximization and growth. So it's going to be good. So we've got two Australians now coming over to speak. And um, yeah, you're looking forward to it, Addy? Yeah, no, I can't wait. Really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Bringing the whole team. So it'll be a absolutely good two days. And I will, um, I'll be watching my dance moves this time. Yeah, you sure you should be. And we've got the awards, which will be coming up. We'll be announcing uh, the awards criteria in the next month or so. And, yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll be looking forward to that. And uh, so make sure you get your tickets. Will, thanks for joining us. And make sure that you sign up. Make sure you've got a tie on next week, please. And uh, Addison, what's the football score, mate? Uh, still 1-0 to the Philippines. Bit of an anti-climax there. Okay. All it right, is. well, we'll <laughs> speak next week, guys. And uh, thanks for joining us and thanks for listening. Uh, great show. Cheers. Thank you for Cheers, tuning guys. into the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.